Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to WNS, taking all your wrestling and sports information to the extreme. You are now listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Abair, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler. That threw me off. Uh, <laughs> I'm the Demogorgon. <laughs> yes! And welcome you to episode 284 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Why does that sound so familiar? <laughs> Pull that off of I'm blanking. I know why it seems so familiar to you, because you just watched a trailer on it not too long ago. That's okay. It's okay if it didn't stay in your mind. Oh, I'll figure it out. I guess. Uh, uh, you can find us on Stitcher. Could also be frequently found in Dungeons and Dragons. I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, <laughs> Beyond Pod, Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. Find uh, on Twitter, the podcast is at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler is at. Tyler underscore Abair. Commonly known as the Upside Down Place. (laughs) So uh, welcome to the show. Got a huge show for you this week. We've got feedback. We're going to talk about Battleground. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown. We've got some hot topics. And we've got an interview with Tommy Dreamer. So don't go anywhere. You definitely want to stick around for that. So uh, welcome to the show. Tyler, how you doing? I am doing all right, sir. Yeah. And slowly moving into the apartment, getting in the new new place. Yeah, new I got crib. Some more uh, little things to pack up, get all the stuff, and move over there. We got to move, um, place uh, washer and refrigerator mm. somewhere, and my in laws are gonna put up my grill because I can't take my grill with me. Hmm. Um, gotta change my address. Oh, all the fun stuff. Yeah, all that stuff at all work. All the fun paperwork. All, yeah, at work, my ID. So, All right. Doug, how are you today? I'm okay, man. Hanging in there? Yeah. Fighting the good fight? Um, <laughs> He's fighting a fight. I'm fighting, I guess. I'm glad that I actually caught a reference from you this time. Like, uh, it really makes me happy. Because I know I don't catch too many of them. Hey. It's a special little thing just between you and me. Yeah, it is. Not this guy. Over <laughs> Not here. that guy. I'm lost. I was like, what the hell? It sounds familiar, but I cannot place that. Do you feel left out? Good. <laughs> I was like, maybe a little bit. That's like in my head. I was like, On the I know that name. Looking in? I was like, I know that name. Where is that from? Where is that from? I'll find it. So, yeah. So, uh,. Like I said, we've got a lot to cover this week, so let's just ride, dive right on into let's it. Let's ride it. Ride it, yeah. Ride that pony. Um, going into some feedback, a little bit of feedback we have. First one's coming to us from Victor. Victor. Saying, thanks again for the great show. Fun and smart. Authority. As always. Victor. Uh, I feel bad for not leaving comments or questions anymore since I've been so divorced from the current product that I've got nothing to really form opinions about. The only time I actually watch WWE or NXT, or or the only time I actually watch WWE are the NXT, the 
Cruiserweight Classic and the supposed shakeups from uh, like the draft. Uh, what do you think causes people to tune in and out of the podcast so much? And have you guys ever been through this? Keep up the good work. You mean the product? Yeah. What did I say? Um, oh, the podcast. podcast. My bad. I, I can't know. tell you why people turn <laughs> why, out of the podcast. Yeah, people I turn out all the time. Man. I know why people turn out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not every show's a winner, but hey, we do yeah. our best, damn it. Yeah. Well, do we though? I can. I guess I could tell you from my experience, because um, there was a time when I was burnt out, mm-hmm. so I took a month off, and that actually yeah. helped me. But I think at certain times, okay, and Doug said this many times before. You know, there's tons of things like out there that's other than WWE, other than that product. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just I was just in this mood. I was so annoyed with everything I saw. I tuned out on my phone and stuff like that. But you know. And when I came back, and there's still stuff like that, but I can stand it. I can watch it more. Tolerate it. I can tolerate it. And, you know, there's new things that are happening, good and bad, with WWE. Mm -hmm. And it's a different time. But, like, like there's other things out there, you know, Lucha, you know, stuff like in Japan. There's, like, just so much wrestling. So, 2016 is actually starting to be a pretty good year for wrestling. And it's, you know, like we said so many times in the past, like, um, WWE is doing, like, Okay, they are doing the same thing on certain stuff, but they are doing new things that you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect them to do. You know, years ago, it's like you wouldn't see this person, or like, or they're having this type of thing go on. Yeah. Know? So, I mean, we're we're in the second half of 2016, so uh, so I think that you know, wrestling wise, it's been a lot better than years past. Uh, we've gotten we have so many more options, so many new stars and fresh faces. People they're bringing in, like they're keeping their names from the independents, like uh, yeah. the type of deal, like you know, that uh, WWE is having with WNN, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, they're looking at people like bringing them in. You know, the Cruiserweight Classic. You know, people WWN. From, that's why I said my bad. <laughs> you no, you said WNN. Oh, said did I? WWN. It's WNS. I know what you meant. Oh. I know what you meant. You just podcast. Oh just, no. <laughs> but uh that's right so it, it's it, it is crazy the stuff that's going on yeah and some people do get burnt out i've i've gotten close to being burnt out a couple of times there's like i really just don't want to watch it but you know you watch it and then you get to talk about it so it makes it a little more interesting a little more that fun. month really helped me yeah like, i feel like i can watch all the stuff again and i don't i get annoyed with little stuff but it doesn't make me turn it off like mm-hmm. i did like i was so annoyed i was like oh whatever nope yeah there's there's no need to be sorry to uh to us for anything. I mean, yeah. We get it. There's no need to comment really. I mean, it's it is nice that people check in with us and let us know. Like it's nice like you're a dude who's been listening for a long time. Mm-hmm. So whenever you say like you leave a comment, it's like cool to be like, "Oh, Victor still listens to the show even though we haven't talked to him before." Yeah. So I mean, that's cool, but there's not like a need for you to like You're not required. Yeah, it's not like a big deal. <clears throat> but I, I get it. I think more than anything, it's just the volume of product. There's like two, there's like a if you aren't feeling it, then there's still like so many hours of programming to and you feel like I don't know, maybe you're different, but I feel like um, I would feel like if I didn't watch all the programming that I was like, I'm, I'm, I have like bad fan syndrome, like really easily. Like, I feel like I'm not like a good fan and I know other people aren't like that, but it's like a weird thing for me. Like I would feel like, oh, well, I'm just a shitty wrestling fan because I, I don't like watch all the programming or whatever. So maybe that's it for you. Maybe it's not, but I could see why you feel like a heightened, heightened sense of like 
burnout is because there's just so much product. Like, yeah, there really is. There's a lot to watch. I mean, two two weeks yeah. out of every month, we're gonna have eight consecutive, like eight hours of programming in the first three uh, days of the week. Sunday, Monday, yeah. Tuesday. That's eight hours for two out of the four weeks. That's a lot of programming. That is even for hardcores like us. I mean, it's a lot of programming. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time to have to carve Dedicate. out of your schedule to to devote to it. So I completely get how mm-hmm. you could be like, oh man, because if it was like a two hour show every week. Then even if you aren't filling it, you can who you can find two hours to throw at a thing. You yeah. Know? So how many DVR and come back later, fast forward through the commercials. That'll save you twenty minutes. Yeah, but I mean, like, but it's hard to find like ten hours to throw at a thing. Right. How it's, many hours did you say in the beginning of the week? How well, many did you calculate? With the with the pay per view, you got three, three for the pay per view, three for Raw, and then two for SmackDown, and then an hour for NXT, an hour for NXT, an hour for Lucha Underground, hour for the Cruiserweight, right? Or, now. Yeah, and for the Cruiserweight. TNA, there's right two hours. It depends on you know. There's a lot of product though. Ring uh, of Honor. You know, if you get New Japan, <clears throat> there's a lot of product out there. It was so funny is because I told my dad all that stuff, and he goes, "Dang, there's like wrestling almost every day," and he was like, "That's kind of ridiculous." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It has become a lot." But like I said, you know. I, there, there is so much. There's so many things that have changed in this year alone, Doug. I really wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, you know, because we've talked about it uh, away from the microphones about how how crazy of a year it has been for wrestling. Not not on the downside, but it's starting to be on the upside of things. Yeah, just like I mean, WWE as the industry leader, like it sort of corners the market on so much discussion just because it's the most prominent promotion in the world. And we are used to WWE uh, running their business the way they've ran their business for, you know, I don't know, 20 years or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and they've like stuck to doing shit the way they do shit for a very long time. And as they sort of slowly break out of their own mold that they've set for themselves and slowly mix things up, it just like, wrestling as a whole gets weirder and weirder because not only is WWE changing because they're changing the way they do things, but then that makes the rest of the wrestling world have to change to react to how WWE mm-hmm. does things. And so we just get like a wacky wrestling world that, you know, it's just a big mix up. It was bound to happen sooner or later, but it's happening now. And so it's sort of an interesting time to be a fan yeah. just because so much weird shit's happening. Yeah. I mean, you got all the, with the announcement and now the uh, the arrival of the Cruiserweight Classic that's happening, just to see that many stars that would norm- normally go unnoticed and unmentioned by the WWE are now being in the forefront. Oh, yeah. They're getting sure. the showcase. Stuff like that, and then like people come in and who may not be like under a contract or that under a contract, mm-hmm. it still blows my mind to this day that some people are keeping their independent names yeah, because that used to be unheard of, mm-hmm. and then all that, and it's just the people in there and stuff, and like just to see all those people from around the world. Heck, it, it still gets me. Like every once in a while, I'll be like, AJ Styles is really in WWE. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just like okay, for the longest time when Daniel Bryan, I did the same thing with uh, Brian Danielson, and then it finally clicked that he was in the groove and it, and it was okay. He was in WWE, but you know it'll take a while with AJ Styles. Same mm-hmm. thing, and I'll be like, he's a regular, so. Yeah. And, so, and the people, I mean, even in the future, they're going to get like, you know, independent stars like, wow, they have this person. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, I remember like flipping out because they brought in Jushin Thunder Liger for that one NXT event. And it was just a special, special event. That was it. So uh, it's just like Doug said, it's a crazy time to be a wrestling fan. And uh, 
and I'm really digging it. I'm getting I'm getting more and more into it right now. Oh, another person, um, yeah, Samojo Austin Aries, you know, yeah, yeah like what Bobby Roode, you know, all these names that you don't wouldn't ever expect to see in the WWE are now showing up. Shinsuke, Shinsuke, yeah, like really, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, thanks for the feedback, Victor. Uh, next bit of feedback we have is from Parker saying, "Hey guys, great show. Over the past few months, I've been dealing with a huge burnout. So you know, not 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 alone here. Wow. Um, been having trouble going. watching wrestling again. But I'm glad to say it is over. I'm back to watching wrestling again. Before the burnout, I was too confused on booking rather than enjoying the match, and I was incredibly biased against WWE and for Ring of Honor to the point where neither were enjoyable." I took time ha- uh, time having a break while keeping up with Lucha Underground and pay-per-views and started coming back when the brand split was announced. And I'm glad to see those things like the draft, Ultima Lucha, and Nakamura. During my break, I still listen to you guys to keep up with any important WWE news, and I want to thank you guys for providing the show, which helped me through this time. P.S. I enjoyed your draft two weeks ago. That's always wild to me where people when people say... Um not watching the product, but I still listen to the show. That's just so weird to me. <laughs> weird in a good way. I mean, I, obviously we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think I think at times we're our own worst critics. So, sure. So but, you know, but we do appreciate everything. You know, and absolutely. it's it's cool that people still listen to us, even though you know we may have some off weeks. You know, we're we don't mm-hmm. think we're our best, but every, you know the love and support, man. It, no, we, but do, the, we do appreciate that big power time. of friendship. I mean, man, burnout seems to be the theme this week, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was around the time, like right before the draft, that I was getting burnout as well. Oh my god, dude! I, I don't know if, how much more I can watch because, uh, but now they're they're starting to shake things up, and you know, I stuff mean, they is getting have Some same things, but, sure. Uh, I mean, you can you can point out the new stuff, and you'd be excited about it. Though, I mean, but- if if you watched. If you watch Battleground and if you watch Raw, you could tell there's a significant change. But then you go over to like SmackDown and you know, a little, a few things have changed, but not not entirely. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, thank you everyone for the feedback uh, for everyone who's listening. Have, yeah, we've we've felt that, and like I said, I I know how that feels. And yeah, and again, really quickly, like it's it's really nice to hear from you people, but it's not like a requirement or anything. Sure, it it does make us feel like. It's worth doing the show because people are out there listening just to know that you're out who, there. Who was it? It was like, I think it was last year sometime, or maybe at the beginning of this year, there was a person that, like, hey, I've been listening since the beginning. I know I've never commented. You know, people mm-hmm. like that. It's just still amazes. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, we, we appreciate it. And if you feel the urge to give us a comment of some kind, if hey, not, you we know. certainly appreciate it. I mean, if it not, don't weird. worry about it. It is weird to, like, think that we've been doing this shit for a long time. Five years over. Yeah. Closing in so, on six. Does it feel like five years? No. No. Not really. No. It doesn't. It's crazy. The fact that we're 284 episodes in, it's kind of crazy. It's still it's cool. It's kind of crazy when you it, think about it's it. Crazy we, got a, cool. we got a pretty good schedule. We've kept a pretty good schedule, too, because yeah. I know some podcasts, they're like bi-weekly or it's just whenever they get an episode up, and mm-hmm. we miss one here and there, but like we're if there's one thing I would pat us on the back for, it's that we, for the most part, Fairly we're consistent. Here, yeah, we're pretty consistent. Yeah. With the exception of, you know, me getting sick. Life events, like big stuff. Yeah, yeah me oh, getting if sick Daniel or getting goes married. Sick, we can't do it because he has the key I have, to I the I'm shop. I'm the only one who can get you guys in here. To the station. Sorry. And I think one time you were, t- I don't know if you were, if this was true, it's like you're going true. It's like, I can give you my card. And we're like, no, no, that's <laughs> weird. We don't technically work here. I would so have been willing to do here, it. I could have walked you here, through it. These people, 
and mess with the board. If we mess something up, man, it's gave like, him a hey, chance and he turned we'll, it down. We'll be kicked out of here. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we, we you know the past five and a half years. I know every once in a while we'll stop and reflect, and it it really is kind of crazy that you say you, you know two hundred and eighty four episodes still going. It's it's crazy. Um, and I know that there are people out there who are like, oh, 284, that's nothing. You know, people do that all the time because they'll record an episode per day or something like that. Or per day? Who does yeah. per day? Well, there are people out there who will Oh, do it. so what you're saying is they'll do it per day but release it in a weekly form? No, like no they'll no, that record one episode and then... Now that, I mean... It, it okay. seems like a lot. That, yeah, but they talk seem- about a lot of other things other than just wrestling. It would have to be a wide spectrum. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, here's my review for SmackDown. Here's my review for Raw. Here's my review for the pay-per-view. Whereas we condense it all into one. Well, most shows that do, I don't know of any shows that do a seven-day-a-week, but I know that there are some that do, you know, a few, like, scattered Four or five a week week. or something. Yeah, but those are, like, people that, those are, like, 20-minute episodes or something. It's a little different. I don't know the deal with um, Colt Cabana. Like, I know that he does his podcast, but he also releases on YouTube, too, because I get notifications like, mm-hmm. oh, he interviewed this person. But, like, in the same week, there's, like, three different interviews on YouTube. So I don't know how he does it, if he does it in the same week, or he's just kind of just releasing. He probably does it like JR does, where he'll record two or three episodes, like or two or three interviews, and then release them. Hey, here's what's coming up this week, here's what's coming up next week, and here's the following week. Something along those lines. I can only speculate. I'm not too sure. Um, I don't exactly. I mean, I listen to his show every week, but I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But like, because I get notifications through the YouTube. Because okay, he has a lot of different YouTube stuff that he does, but he also puts his podcast on YouTube. Yeah. Because I know, like, in one week, like I said, I've gotten uh, <clears throat> two things that just popped up. Oh, Colt Caban just loaded up like these two different interviews. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so yeah, but we, you know, I like like Doug said, we are fairly consistent and been doing this for quite some time so we certainly appreciate everyone who's taking time out of their day to listen to what we have to say it's really cool so uh yeah let's talk about battleground it took place on sunday uh i know anytime we did a a, we would normally do a wednesday show my memory would be so far faded i couldn't remember what happened but battleground and raw and even part of smackdown really held my attention this week i don't know how, how you guys felt about it but um, but I felt Battleground was probably one of the best pay per views of the year. I thought it was a strong show. I think there were a couple of like really standout matches. Mm-hmm. And there were cool down matches. There were a couple sure. matches like yeah, but they, yeah, you know there were there were some matches that definitely stood out. See, I had I was doing a few things, you know, because mm-hmm. that's when I was brought the big stuff to my apartment, and afterwards I was doing small stuff, so I missed like the first hour or so. Yeah, but he you know he caught me up. Uh, on speed, he told me what happened. Yeah, I didn't get to watch the the kickoff match where Brizengo went up and de- uh, defeated the Usos, uh, but I did get to see the uh, the opening contest. I'm very glad. Excuse me. Uh, I know we talked about it in the uh, predictions. We were all thinking, oh, it's not going to be Bailey, or uh, you know, we would love to see it, but it's probably not going to be. I was pleasantly surprised to find out that Bailey was the uh, the tag team partner. Uh, for Sasha Banks. She was, and uh, I, it was unexpected by me. I didn't think. I mean, it's just they've set your expectations to feel like if you have too high of expectations, they're going to under-deliver and yeah. you're going to feel underwhelmed. So it's sort of standard operating procedure for me for <laughs> a while now to go in with like 
not crazy expectations. Like, right. So, like, why would I get all hyped up thinking, like, the best possible thing could happen when it's probably not that? And then feel, and then, like, sour on the show thinking, like, well, they really under-delivered here. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, like, one of the few times where they, they actually delivered mm-hmm. on, I, I want to say delivered as promised, but it was a mystery partner. Right. But, you know, but delivered on the hype. Highly speculated. Right. And, oh, everyone's wanting to see Bailey. Why why wasn't <laughs> she drafted? Okay, what does this mean now for Bailey? Uh, they actually addressed it in a backstage moment, like on WWE.com, where she said, you know, her focus is still on the NXT Women's Championship, but she got the call from, from Sasha, and she was like, yeah, I have, absolutely, I have to be your partner. So, uh, so it's a one-time deal for now. Until they decide to bring her up, probably, I would probably think after SummerSlam. I mean, what do you think the purpose of doing something like this is? Is it just uh, like a test to see how they react to her? Or, um, I don't know because the crowd was so positive for it. I mean, she yeah. probably got, she probably got the biggest pop of the night. Um, and well deserved at that. But, uh, I think one, yeah. Let's see how many of our fans are actually watching the NXT product. And then, uh, okay, we'll have her just show up and make the fans go, well, I guess anything really can happen now. They're, they're trying to make a change. It you know, makes it show like they're trying to make improvements of some kind. Uh, you know, And then they have the, the backstage segment where she's talking about, well, my, my focus is still here, but I wanted to come and help, help out my friends. So that says, okay, guys, we've listened to you. We're going to bring her up, just not right now. Like, this was just a right place, right time kind of thing, and we decided to go with it. Uh, but I felt the match was was very well done. I felt all of the ladies got a chance to shine. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, all I thought the match was good, and it was. Uh, I was genuinely surprised that it was Bailey, and um, yeah, they delivered on the hype. Mm-hmm. How do you say that um, those little tube guys? Wacky say? waving inflatable arm flailing two men. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, it was nice to see those as well. So they got to they got to. I cannot say that to save my life. Try it. No. Come on. No. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing two men. I'll do it later on. All right. So uh, Sasha and Bailey defeat Charlotte and Dana Brooke. So, uh, but it was a a very fun matchup. Uh, we got to see the White Finley against New Day. I know. I think we all picked New Day in this one. Um, you know, because we were, I, I was expecting Xavier to conquer his fear, and that was going to lead the charge into the. He defeat. sort of did. Yeah, he kind of did. It was a moral. Yeah. I got a moral victory. Right. Unfortunately, the pinfall did not go <laughs> go my way. Uh, but uh, again, another another solid match, um, and uh, the the Wyatt family got their farewell party, as the announcers were calling it. Sure. Um, <laughs> if that's what they want to call it. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything else from it? Not really. Yeah. Uh, after that, Rusev going up against Zack Ryder for the United States title went pretty much the way we predicted. I am glad that they gave Zack Ryder a bit of a shine, though. He had the hope spots and the chance to 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 win it, but came up a little bit short. Uh, after the match, Rusev attacked. Mojo Riley intervened. Um, so it looks like they're going forward with the hype bros. Yeah, It had to be because I did not see... like. I don't see what they're going to see in him as a singles competitor automatically. Yeah. There's just a connection, you know, the hype bros. It's a way for him to get on the main roster and for Zack Ryder to I called have it, too. To I was like, yeah, watch Mojo Raleigh come out. And I was actually, like, kidding about it, but. 
It's because he doesn't get hyped. He stays hyped. I thought he was going to turn on Zack Ryder. Really? For some reason. Because he got up. Oh, Oh, because he was like right on top of him. Yeah, he was like that and stuff. I was like, oh, he's not hitting Rusev. He's going to, Zack Ryder's going to get up and he's going to turn on Ryder. He's the third man. So, um, but yeah, so Rusev still retained. Uh, After that, we got to see a phenomenal match. Not not involving AJ Styles. Uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. We knew what this was going to be, and I felt they completely delivered in this matchup. I thought it was outstanding. You know, great great performance by both athletes. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about the caliber of wrestlers that you are <clears throat> when you blow a spot like this bootleg moon saw. Laying on your, your your shoulder and your arm and then just like on the fly change the story of the match to sell the arm mm-hmm. like it like it was just the story all along. And uh, you know, a lot a lot of people in that position will show like I guess their inferiority, I guess I wanna say, because uh, a lot of people in that position will like immediately try to l- repeat the spot or They'll work around for a second into where they like shoehorn themselves back into the same position and then repeat the mm-hmm. spot. But it says a lot about experience level and talent and just how great these two guys are that they blew the spot and they're just like, fuck it. That's just what happened in the match. Like he went for the, the, the story is now I fucked up my arm trying to do a split leg moonsault. And now, you know, they don't try to, re- they don't try to like, redo it redo it like owens just like starts working the arm and then now that is part of the story of the match is that his arm is fucked up now yeah. not too many people if they do that they don't stay sell it for a little bit mm-hmm. and they drop it yeah but i mean it's uh, you know it, it's a testament to the talent of these guys that they that uh that a blown spot can are in my opinion it added to the match i thought it, i thought it helped the match and i think it's a testament that a blown spot can add to a match when it could detract from the vast majority of matches for other people. I mean, yeah. it just it just says a lot about, you know, how good these guys are, that, that they can take that and then just like, you know, I mean, in essence, they did skip a beat because they blew the spot, but they just kept they just kept chugging along with it and had their, their awesome yeah, they match didn't, anyway. The, it didn't derail the match. It just changed tracks. They just went, they just started going in a different direction. And it, Dude, at the, like towards the end, they're getting aggressive and stuff God. and just do move after move and stuff and just... The first two like teased um, uh, hell of a kicks, Huluva kicks. The first t- two times they teased it, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna get a, they're gonna get like a huge reaction on a false finish." Because I still didn't think uh, he was winning at that point. Huh. Then they te- and then then he uh, they did it two more like they did like four tees for the Huluva kicks, and I was like, "Oh, he's fucking winning with the Huluva <laughs> kick." And then they still got me because after he hit one. Like he like he's like no 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 no, We're not done. <laughs> and then he put the other one for like exclamation point. And I was like, the first two times I just thought they're gonna pay, it's gonna be a huge pop on a false finish when he finally hits this. And then I was like, oh no fuck, they're teasing it so much because he's fucking winning with it. Dude. I was like, that's the finish. I liked and, it. Uh, whenever what did he do that? What was it that that back suplex? He gets him. He, he goes back with them. Like he has like a is like it a half and half. It's like a half a Nelson into a. It's like a half Nelson, half dragon. It's like a half tiger, half dragon. He did that like many times that time where he did it to him and like Kevin's Owen, Kevin Owens right just gets up and, and it's like clotheslines him. It's like holy crap. Yeah, these these guys went to town. They tore the place down. The crowd was going 
completely nuts for it. I mean, people were calling this one a match of the year contender. I would tend to agree. Uh, it's it's definitely up there. I don't know if it's the top contender, but it's definitely up there. Uh, in my opinion is Smash and Night. Well, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Hands down. Um, I'll say that, that that is an accurate judgment of it. Um, that, that time where he did that halluva kick and then he fell into his arms. Yeah. <laughs> Just telling the story, man. They they did such a such a great job. I mean, if you did not catch Battleground, you owe it to yourself to watch this match, the uh the opening match with Sasha Banks and 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 Bailey, uh and of course the uh the main event. Um it was I mean, that, that this match I can't say enough good things about. How, how would you rank it, Doug, so far as in this year, you mean how it stacks up against the other top matches of the year? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and rewatch. <sighs> no, I just think like uh, usually I have sort of like a a running tally in my head that mm-hmm. I sort of, but I just don't have for some reason. Like right now, in this this point in the year, I just don't have like a tally. Yeah. Like I haven't been keeping up with it. Like in my head. Like I, I usually have like a mental note of like matches I would consider. Mm-hmm. I just don't have them for whatever reason. Uh, Zayn and Nakamura. Right. I can't remember the match that you put ahead of it. I think it was Roman Reigns and AJ. Yeah. That was that was one. The, the second one. Yeah. And Although then, the first uh, one was good too. Yeah. Uh, and you know, then, actually yeah, that would be match. the handful of WWE matches that would be in the discussion. The two AJ Romans uh, Zayn Nakamura and this would probably be the top handful. I mean that's, that's saying something. If if Sami Zayn's in two of them, AJ Styles is in two of them, Roman Reigns is in two of them, and there's four matches. So that that says something about the uh, the talent that they've got in the WWE right now. And it's, uh, uh, there was a I can't there was a American Alpha match that I liked a lot too. I can't hmm. remember. Uh, I mean, it was obviously them against the Revival, but wasn't there two? I'm trying to. I can't remember which one it was. Hmm. It was really good. Yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah, you definitely. If as a wrestling fan, you owe it to yourself to check out Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Really good, really good matchup. Uh, then you had the cool down match, Natalia going up against Becky. I was kind of surprised that Natalia got the win. I was uh, too. But uh, you know, they do whatever they want. I mean, they gave it back to Becky the, uh, on on SmackDown. But uh, whatever. Uh, Miz going up against Darren Young. Very strange finish. I. Was it a count out? Was it no contest? A double count out? I was wondering how they're going to do that. I think maybe in my head this is like a good way of doing it. It was a weird ending, but okay, let's be honest. We the people who had like the second tier titles, they weren't going to lose it, right? Because who they were fighting were the, the other brand, yeah. So um, they don't want Darren Young to look, I guess, weaker. Is that, is that what I want to say? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, just because he well he was super aggressive. Uh, in this match, I actually liked it, but uh, I was wondering how they were going to do it, you know, because it's like, oh no, I, I think <laughs> you talked about last week. It's like, oh no, he's just who said maybe it was you where he's just, you know, in this he's little tiny part. That's that all. Week. That's all he was, you know. Yeah. But I think you know it's going to continue. Uh, I did like this of aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, would you say, Doug? He was the the placeholder. Just, the the secondary title feuds just seem like placeholder feuds for me. For sticking them through the draft and the paper. I told you guys Maurice was gonna get involved somehow. Anyways, I don't know if she fell legit or no. She she faked it and then she was like, "Oh That's no, he pushed, she always he pushed me." It. Yeah, yeah. She falls in like all his matches. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think about whenever um, 
um, Bob Backlund took off his shirt and it was then like kind of constrained <laughs> yeah. with his shirt. Like it was down and he ripped it off, but it fell in a way that it looked like he was still on him. So it was like, it was well, he had his suspenders on. And so like it fell down, but it was still within the suspenders. So like he couldn't take it off. And so he got it like, he's like, come on. Yeah. Very weird. Strange. Very strange. Uh, but Miz retained. However, the match ended uh, after that. Uh, we got to see Enzo and Kaz come out with John Cena. They cut the promo. I mean, how funny was Enzo in that? Just, ah. Uh. I remember liking it, but I don't remember exactly the what specifics he now. He's like, we're uh, we're like 3G or 4G. We always got you covered. And here's a little life advice. Don't eat a banana and make eye contact with anybody or something like that. I don't recall. I'm blanking on a lot of things he yeah. said. All yeah. I remember is... That and the weeks before, Cena seems really tickled. I just with remember Enzo. don't ever wear Crocs, and then Tyler. I looked at Tyler. <laughs> and Tyler looked at me, and he was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Don't wear Crocs." I, I haven't worn the Crocs in a while. How you doing? Uh, so Cena, Enzo, and Kaz going up the club. What hey, no mean? shame. Your retort to that is obviously that picture of Nakamura, those Crocs. You'd be like, "Look, dude, Nakamura's Crocs." Come yeah, on. I mean if. I mean, he's cool. So I mean, he's wearing Crocs. I mean, like, if not can pull off Crocs, then that's your that's your. Wasn't there like Nakamura Crocs that you, like you sent me one time? Or was they're that... like New Japan branded New Japan. Crocs. They just have like the logo on it and stuff. Hmm. That was cool. I would wear it. Okay, let's just be honest. Like Crocs are not fashionable. I just do it because of laziness. Okay, that's fair. I'm sure they're comfortable. I just don't know that they the they, the way they look depend makes which, up for how comfortable they are. Depend which brand you have the knockoffs <clears throat> that are really not that comfortable. So. Well, we're not talking about knockoffs. We're talking about Crocs. What a Croc! Croc shit. Croc pot. So, uh, what'd you guys think about Club and uh, Cena Enzo Cass? It was fine. Yeah. I don't know why AJ needed to take the fall. Yeah, that was kind of weird. We were thinking it was going to either be Enzo or Anderson, but um, AJ. Also, what's weird? Um. Is what they said that they I mean, just. I guess the. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. They, you know, they just de- debuted new shirts, and they they're promoting. Oh, you know, it's not a split. It's just the um expansion, expansion. Which I don't know what I mean by that. If they're gonna add new people on each of the roster, so they're bringing in the young. Guys. I mean, they just got the the shirts, so. I mean, maybe the idea is that they're gonna move away from the feud. And AJ's already beaten him, so that was like seen as a little bit of like uh, getting his win back a little bit. Even though they sort of protected him because didn't he hit him like with like two attitude adjustments? Or, he hit him with the avalanche uh, attitude adjustment, and then he hit him with another regular one, right? Yeah. I think he had to hit two to put him away. No, because didn't he? Uh, he jumped out of that one. Remember, he flipped out of it. I feel I remember the finish being like I can't believe AJ's taking it, but I f- it felt like it was a weird protected, one. Protected, was, a little yeah, because he was trying to get out of it because that was the one from the top rope, right? I thought he hit two on him. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Because he he, had, he landed weird. He landed like on his hip, yeah, or something. It was weird. That was from yeah, that was from the top or or the middle rope. Because I thought was. he was going to reverse it. It looked like he was going to reverse it, so mm-hmm. or try to get out of it somehow. But yeah, that's that's probably going to set up Cena versus AJ at SummerSlam. You know, like, hey, you beat me, I want to beat you, whatever. However they want to do it. Beat up John Cena. Beat up John Cena. Um, then we got to see the highlight reel returning Randy Orton. Nothing really too fe- uh, special or too fancy no, about the it. The only thing you want to talk about is the Chris Jericho, no, no, Randy Orton taking a shot at at uh, well, sure. Lesnar. Yeah, the no enhancement needed. 
find it kind of funny that it's coming from someone who's violated the wellness policy twice. Doesn't matter what it's for. He's violated it twice. I guess I have to like come back and uh, take back what I said about be a be a big enough man to take back what I said <laughs> about when they I thought that they wouldn't have done it to anybody else but Roman. But I mean, if they're gonna do it to Lesnar too, mm-hmm. I mean that's as good as doing it to Cena himself. Yeah. Although I still, although I would still bet my life that they would never do it to Cena. <laughs> I would still, I would still I make know, that game. Too many, too many kids. <sighs> they would never do that. Yeah. But I did say anybody, so technically I have to be a big enough person to like come in here and admit that I was wrong. I wonder if something happened. ever happened or that was just a joke when uh, Chris Jericho was like, "You're gonna pay for that comment." <laughs> He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I bet I will. Yeah, more than likely. He's probably yeah. going to hit me pretty hard. Uh, the Viperville thing was like super lame. dumb. Yeah. Oh, lame. God. I yeah. mean, night, good try, but. He's a cheesy baby face. He yeah, just is. He really is. And he was, <laughs> he was a little too over animated with his laughing. <laughs> he was really pandering. He was like, come on, guys, cheer for me. I hate, I hate. Cheer when, for me before I do the thing. I hate when, I hate when guys like beg the crowd to cheer. Come on. Come on. Come on! Ah! Oh, he's definitely a better heel than uh, absolutely. Face. But um, did you guys see the uh, the report that Brock Lesnar is not going to be disciplined by WWE following yeah. the uh, the drug test? Apparently, a spokesperson came out and said WWE's talent wellness po- uh, program does not apply to part time performers like Brock Lesnar. So he is above the law. So what's going to happen to him? I think we had this talk. What, what do you think UFC is going to do to him? They're going to uh, fine him, right? He could get banned. He could get a suspension. Yeah. It may not matter because he may not even have been planning to fight again. It might, so, have, it might have just been a check to cash. I don't know. So was that the first thing? It was like, we got to get to the bottom of it, the first thing, and then the second one, and then there was no comment from him the second Yeah, time. I think uh, the investigation or whatever was still pending. Still trying to figure out what happened. Oh. Who knows? We'll see. But then uh, we got to see Arco. I don't know where. And then uh, the championship match, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Your boy got that one right. Woo! So, yeah, uh, I was shocked. I didn't think they'd do it. I just figured like it would have made it would make more sense to have the championship on SmackDown so that you can have Roman. I figured it would be Roman versus Seth for the Raw title at SummerSlam. But turns out uh, I was half right on that assumption. It's not going to be Reigns going to be Balor. So, um, but thoughts on the uh, on the matchup? It was fun. Yeah. Good chemistry between the two <clears throat> uh the three. Yeah, I mean, I mean they all told the story, you know, right then and there. I'm like, "Oh, shades from whenever Seth Rollins hit him with the chair to break up the shield whenever he used the chair. Oh, the shades of the shield whenever they use the power bomb and throw him through the table." So, yeah. It's so funny because the crowd was booing him big time, Roman Reigns, and then they loved it whenever Dean and Seth teamed up to do that powerbomb. They loved it. I was like, that's weird because you would think, okay, I know they hate Roman, but, you know, the the, the two good guys should do, like, the powerbomb to the bad guy. You know what I mean? But In theory, yes, but according to the crowd, Roman is not the good guy. You guys think he looked a little heavier? Not, he has a thicker not, beard. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't mean like a little. Uh, not more muscular. I mean, do you look look like like slightly chubbier than he did when he left? I him? did not notice. I know it's that. sort of hard to tell with the shirt. That yeah, it's hard to tell with the gear that he has on, and then the beard also plays a factor. Makes his face it. look a little wider. Yeah, he might should trim that back down. 
Unless he's going like heal mode, which I think he should. Still, I think he should, yet he hasn't. But. I'm not throwing shade. I'm a chubby man myself. I'm yeah, just saying I'm kinda big he's like uh he just looked a little bigger to me. Like I mean not in a muscular way, like a Well, since you said that, I need to go back and look at it because I did not tell <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I with thought you. he was gonna be, Well, since you said that, I need to go and shave my beard. <laughs> I know I do. I need a haircut too. <laughs> shave this neck stuff and trim yeah. this up. I just trim that shit. I don't have a trimmer. That's all right. So uh Dean Ambrose Still, your WWE champion got hoisted onto the shoulders of the Usos. You see the Usos' uh, facial expressions whenever uh, that ma- uh, the whenever they came out and did that. Mm. They looked like so disappointed. With what? Really? what are you talking about? Like what? after after the match was over and the SmackDown roster oh. came out and lifted Dean Ambrose on the shoulder. There, Dean Ambrose was on both of the Usos' shoulders, and the Usos just stole the sat there and was just like. Man, well, he, Roman is family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like this bull. But um, yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a solid pay per view. It had its that matches. Was that, the end of the Raw and SmackDown guys fighting each other. Yeah. So now we're officially going separate ways. So speaking of the new shows, how do y'all feel about the new openings and the new entrance, uh, the music and? Let's talk about this motherfucking Raw. Motherfucking Raw. Raw, man. What do you think about it? Uh, I, thought, I thought it was a kick-ass Raw. I ain't gonna lie. No, I mean like the opening. Uh, their like music, the, the music, because I, I didn't get into their it. Their music always sucks. They're, they never have a good song. So I thought, I thought what it was is uh, important is that they changed it to like to signify that they're making a change. Yeah. It was important that they got a new intro, a new song, a new set, and we doubted that they would, but they did. Even, they did actually do it. So all that matters is they, it was just symbolic that they're changing the show. Yeah. And so they had to do it and they did. They always have shitty songs. I didn't expect a good song. It's a lot better than the previous one. That's all I'm going to say. It's like both suck pretty bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't deal with that tonight is the night crap. Well, I like did. that one better than the new one. Really? Maybe, maybe, it just, maybe I just so years of hearing it like as you know, like, you can, no, it'll, stuff will grow on you because like <clears throat> that song never let's, let's grew be honest on me. with you. I never liked that that pop. I don't like Papa Roach but that Whoa, to be loved. Yeah. That that grew on me. I, like I'm used to hearing that song or the all the older shit like that that grew on me. Like I don't know. I, didn't, I never liked those bands. I thought the um the intro sort of like paid homage to some of the older like what is the the really industrial looking uh intro they used to have with like the weird it looked like oh, uh, the for raw is war <clears throat> yeah it looked like there was a t- like the way that it sort of was like the raw sign sort of looked like molten lava being poured by like yeah i was like i thought it was like a throwback to that really industrial like a brand now yeah but um yeah <laughs> the raw brand get it yeah, I mean, they did all the right things. New logo, new intro, new song, new set. New they, location from the commentary, new commentary team. Yes. They needed a makeover. New presentation. Yeah, new presentation for sure. Yeah, they needed a makeover and they did. They was, did all the stuff they should have done, yes. Absolutely. It was a very refreshing change of pace. You know, they. Uh, I wonder how many times uh, Cole is going to get tired of like standing up, turning around to face the camera uh, over the course of time. See that's that's some weird stuff. That that that's weird to me. I mean, I know they did that in the past, but if they're gonna continue to do that, that's also weird. And also, what was the deal with every time 
someone won a damn match, they interviewed him. Like that in was the ring cool. Of, I mean, not, that's not cool. Every, not every match, just the significant matches. Yeah, that's, there was probably like three or four. They're probably they're trying they're trying to go more of a UFC feel. Is like that post fight interview, yeah. interview? Yeah. Okay, I see that. Where they come in? All right, I'm here with the new champion. How's it feel to win this match? Oh man, I tell you, it was great. I like that. Yeah. Hey, did I? That only plays on TV. The the, the crowd can't hear it in the thing, right? The what? That's what I want to know because I didn't hear any I echo. Hear, like yeah, no, 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 music like in the in the arena, yeah. but then you didn't like hear the only, echo. You yeah, didn't hear yeah, the echo. So no, I yeah. think that they were just playing the winner's music in the arena, mm-hmm. and then only people on TV hear the interview. Yeah, but like, how do you feel like because they did that with the people who won, but also even with that that that, that Braun match that that guy that, yeah. did, that like some random jobber they like, like what they are you even doing in here man so and that's, then that's another squash matches are back like they got yeah. two squash matches yeah. against local talent that we need more of that instead of putting get people who shouldn't be losing like yes. later yes. yes yes it didn't derail the show to have two squash matches against two people you're building it added fuck i mean like i don't think minus the bailey match i don't think that what's her name's ever looked better than the the squash match this year. Nia Jax. I don't think Nia Jax has ever looked better. Take it apart than the Bailey, which Bailey's an exceptional worker, so that's a high compliment. But I don't think she's ever looked better than in the squash match. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it's a welcome. I think the post fight interviews is a, is a positive. I think the squash matches is a positive. And also, how do you feel <clears throat> like the the new uh, announced team gelled? I thought I thought did they fine. did good. Yeah. I, SmackDown was bad. No, yes. Otunga was bad. I know we're not necessarily there yet, but... Cole was on his game, and I think because Graves has really stepped up in the past year as a heel commentator, he doesn't detract like JBL does every five seconds. They they bounce off of one another, and and, uh, Byron's there to add a little bit, but I mean... I will give I will give props. Michael Cole was on his game this week. And you know what? Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and float my insane uh, theory out there. My oh. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and infl- and float my conspiracy theory because Michael Cole was really good and Morrow sucked. Morrow felt overproduced. Morrow mm-hmm. felt on SmackDown like somebody was in his ear telling him to say shit, which he usually doesn't sound like. He he usually like works in his pop culture references and stuff, but he really didn't feel it like he was a on lot. his game. I feel like Triple H somehow got Vince to agree to take SmackDown, and I feel like Triple H and his team took Raw because every fucking thing that they told us about SmackDown, how SmackDown was going to be the hot new shit. Well, okay, they didn't say specifically SmackDown, but they said Shane's brand, which ended up being SmackDown. Right. They sold Shane's brand as the new, uh, the hot new acts. Uh, there's no ceilings. We're going to change it up. It's just fucking about the show. And everything they said about Shane's brand is what actually happened to Raw and everything that felt like same old bullshit as usual was on SmackDown. Yeah. And my insane conspiracy theory is Vince and crew is running SmackDown and <laughs> Triple H and Ryan Order running Raw. I will add I will add to your conspiracy theory because uh, there was a there was a, a news report that came out uh, after SmackDown last week after the draft that Stephanie was approaching Vince with all these ideas. Hey, here's something we can do to shake up the draft, make it a little more exciting. And he said, "Stop." I don't care if it's a good idea or a bad idea. We're doing it this way. End of story. Mm-hmm. So maybe in some crazy way that she got on his nerves so much. It was like, look, you go to SmackDown. My husband and I will take care of Raw. 
It's less stressful. It's a three-hour show. We got a lot more to deal yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, shit you not, did SmackDown... Okay, there was, there was a different couple of different new camera angles in the Battle Royal, mm-hmm. and they threw Apollo Crews into the main event. But other than that, it felt business as usual on SmackDown. Yeah. And Raw felt like, hey, we're mixing it up. We're the fun new show. And Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, with the, the, the commentary team, like, Otunga took me out of it. Otunga was bad. He was bad. Like, he, he <laughs> would stop what he was saying. They always talked over each other. Like JBL yes. and and and, and uh, uh, Otunga. Oh yeah. And then Otunga. There's a few times he stopped in middle mid sentence and did not finish what he was going to say. And then he would just like he would say some points that really wasn't a point. Like oh this just happened. Or like oh this is cool. But no this just happened. You can't say that. I don't know. It was weird. Otunga has been on the pre shows and he has not been that bad. But he was bad on SmackDown because I thought I was like he's maybe I, it was nerves. Maybe. I didn't think he was going to be great, but having having seen him on the pre-show, I was like, he's competent. He can talk. I mean, mm-hmm. but he felt like he couldn't talk like on, on yeah. commentary. And JBL... And he, he, he didn't have a place because JBL is so overbearing. Yeah, that's true. And even Morrow sucked. I felt like somebody was telling Morrow the way they produced Michael Cole. I'm going to be honest. I'm not... I don't want to be like a fanboy. I mean, I'm... I don't want it to be like I'm saying it's not Morrow's fault. I admit that he sucked, but like I, it felt like a di- weird thing. Mm-hmm. It felt like him not doing him, which is weird. But him doing the WWE, <clears throat> right, way. right. But <sighs> everything they told us about Shane's brand is what actually happened to Raw, and I, I thought Raw was a hell of a show. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. No I could do three hours of this every fucking week. Yeah. Keep it up like this, no problem. You know, it was a nice change of pace. You know, the presentation was great. Commentary <laughs> was on point. You know, oh. no, there was nothing really to just over distract you. I watched it with my dad, and uh, when they called the people to be in uh, the two Fatal Four Ways, oh yeah, and, like, and they sent Finn Balor, and my dad's like, "Who's this guy? He's too, <laughs> he's too small. He's not going to win or do anything." How did y'all feel about his reaction? Because he, he felt like he got a significantly less pop, like pop of a pop than Bailey did the night before. I remember you guys remember last week. I, it may just be me trying to put over my theory of like Bailey's actually the face of NXT or yeah. and has been, but it felt like the crowd was hype for Bailey, and it felt like not everybody knew who Finn was. Sure, and that's going to be sure. That's going to be a lot of crowds because sure. there there are a lot of new faces coming up. So uh, and you know we've discussed it in a lot. Uh, going back to backlash, or not backlash? Wow, excuse me. That's looking forward. Battleground. Yeah, battleground. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there were a lot of adults in the crowd as opposed to, you know, more kid friendly. Okay. I um, did not notice that. I like every time that they would show the crowd, I would see, you know, two or three kids in a in a small little frame of maybe thirty people. But there were all the majority of people that I saw were like full grown adults who were like, Yeah, dude, this is this is it. And that's one of the things that I felt um really contributed to the pay-per-view because the crowd was absolutely hot. And uh, I want to say it was a more adult audience than it was uh, more kid-friendly. Um, so maybe that was just uh, an off chance that there were there were more adults who have been following all of the product as opposed to mom who brought the son who likes to watch Raw. You know. Uh, this is totally a digression, totally <laughs> off subject, but I have to say it now or I'm going to forget. You got that shirt at Stephen Barry's, right? 
Yeah. I must have fo- I worked there and I must have folded that shirt 500 fucking times. I'm sorry. <laughs> not not that shirt specifically, but yeah. like that shirt on it's many It's the only shirts. card you need. All right, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I folded like a, a gazillion t-shirts there. I, that's etched into my brain. Y'all used to work at Stephen Barry's. I worked there for two days. I worked there for like a long time. Well, not like not a long I time. I think we like, talked about this because I I might have been there like during the time that you were there. I think we tried like to figure it out because yeah. it was after the the hurricane and yes. like this, we were rebuilding it. Yes, trying to, we were trying to th- figure out if we were there at the same time. Right? I w- yeah, probably so. More than likely, but I we wouldn't. just didn't know each other then. Yeah. And the fact that I was only there for two days. So mm-hmm. there's an off chance that you weren't even there for those two days. Sure. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. I totally what, sidetracked this. So. No, that's okay. One more thing about Battleground. And I know we talk about this every pay-per-view and every time that he does it. Big E, for the love of God, stop doing the dive. <laughs> you are going to break your damn neck. That's all. Because, uh, yeah. oh my God, he almost broke his neck. Yeah. I, I think it's going to take him... He's going to break his neck before he realizes, hey, maybe I should stop doing this. Yeah, I think it's going to take something like that for him to like say, hey, I'm going to stop. But hey, look, look. I mean, this is probably a little different case. Daniel Bryan, still when he came back after all that stuff, he still did the same moves. Yeah. Because they love doing it, you know? Oh, man. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, we're sort of like... Uh, Sort of skipping over the Finn stuff, which is really the story of Raw is yes. that Finn's yeah, debut, Finn. newcomer, his brand new, his first show on Raw, and now he's in the main event or one of the main events of Dude, SummerSlam. I love that that the first Fatal Four Way man. That was that was like the, out of both of them. Mm-hmm. That I like that one the most. First of all, everybody that was a participant felt like the right people that should have yes. been. Yes. All the people that were given chances seemed like the people who should have been contenders and given a chance to, which I don't think we can say about SmackDown, but we're going to get there eventually. Yeah. Um, both elimination matches, were, there weren't elimination matches. Both both Fatal 4-Ways were like really fun matches. Uh, all the right people were in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though, I know we talked about it, we touched on it already a little bit, it's pretty likely that not everybody knew who Finn was like going in. It's still, I think, a smart thing to debut him as a star instead of like making him crawl his way back up. Because in reality, even if people don't know who he is yet, uh, people, some people, obviously, some people know who he is. He got a decent reaction, just not that crazy reaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, But these guys and girls are stars until you tell the crowd they're not. Like, you can tell anybody that comes through that curtain, he's the fucking shit, until you tell them they're not, and then yeah. and then give them a reason not to believe it. So why not debut the guys as a star? They need stars. They just cut their roster in half. I think it's smart to run with them as a star out of the gate. Now, what I think might be some problems is if he doesn't go all the way, how do you pull him back from, like, because ultimately, even though he did really well, it's ultimately a failure for his first like right. thing. So how do you reel him back if he's not going to win the title? That might be a problem. I yeah. mean, how do you keep him hot without giving it, having to give him the title? You'd have to have like Rollins cheat in order to win or something, and then you have a feud. Well, hey, you didn't you didn't earn that. You stole it, and so I want a rematch, and that'd be a way to keep him up there. But I mean, as, but if he doesn't win, I don't think he's going to be in the title picture. Right. I'm saying like. His next feud is going to be important, which I think is rumored to be Jericho. Like he's going to. Mm. That's like that's a like this is how you debut a guy. Don't settle him with a Jericho feud. No. Yeah. It's AJ Styles, Jericho. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, AJ overcame it because he's awesome. 
Yeah. And I'm sure Finn could overcome it too, but it's just not putting the best foot forward. <laughs> I did chuckle a bit at Randy Orton's promo with Jericho whenever it was, Jericho was like, what are you thinking going up against the Beast? He was like, well, unlike some people who like to you know, re-debut against Fandango, I actually like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, the biggest, baddest dude, but you don't see me coming back to fight you know, against Fandango. I bet Fandango's uh, back there like, motherfucker, fuck you. Man. Man. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> But no, going back to that match, man, dude, Finn hit the coup de grace, like, on Rusev's, like, stomach. I thought it was his crotch. Yeah, it was right on the belt line. Oh, I was like, oh. I even felt like the guys who took the pinfalls in the Raw matches were the people who should have took the pinfalls. And I like Rusev, but he was the guy to take the fall in that match, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, you could argue Cesaro, but he's the heel, you know, but Finn's going to be a baby. Or in theory, he's going to be a baby. Yeah, I meant to ask you, what do you think about Cesaro's uh, little attitude change lately? I mean, I like the guy, so. Mm-hmm. But, oh, well, I guess we're kind of glossing over the, the universal title. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, I know what they were going to do with this whole situation oh. since the main belt was on SmackDown. I knew they were going to get another belt. I just didn't Did know, you? like, what they were how they were going to present it, you know. Like they would have... The SmackDown title, the stripe that goes across underneath the W, it's going to be blue, and then on Raw, it's going to be the traditional red, red. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how it's going to look. Yeah, I mean, you knew they were going to do the we're the A show, so we have to like somehow make it sound like <laughs> like a better than the the B show title, you know? <laughs> I did laugh that that <clears throat> Stephanie and Mick were both like, we had the title. We had it until Roman screwed it up. Thanks a lot, Roman. We really appreciate it. I really felt like they tried to do the, see how the crowd reacts to us, like shaming Roman so much, because everyone's like, bad Roman, bad Roman. <laughs> Shame. Shame on you. So, um, uh, What else do you, I like the, the team up between uh, Rusev and... Uh, Kevin like a one up yeah. And shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do a sense on you. Go do that flip. Do thing. that flip. Do thing. that flip. <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a devastating tag team. Yeah, but I mean, I think uh, I think you got to give him props for pushing him heavy out of the gate. I think it was the right move. Mm-hmm. Um, no complaints there. The uh, the women's title change I, that was a hell of a match. They yeah. they really went. At, they both almost died on <laughs> dives. <laughs> oh my god. They almost killed each other. <laughs> Sasha's brain almost splatted on the floor when she did her tope. And Charlotte is crazy for doing the moonsault. Sasha's so much smaller than Sasha uh, than Charlotte sure. that she's crazy to do that moonsault because there's no way Sasha could properly catch. She's so much like lankier than her. Yeah. It's hard to catch her properly. Yeah. So she almost fucking died on the Landed moonsault. Landed on her well. feet, but she fell back and could have hurt her head, you know. They they both were nuts on their knives. <laughs> but yeah, they worked their asses off. And that was a... Uh, you know, it gave the show a little extra oomph, like a, hey, you know. Yeah, a lot of people would probably complain, oh, that's something that you build up towards SummerSlam. That's not something you give away for free. But, hey, man, that's what rematches are for. And it was the right time. This yeah. is, like, they're saying, hey. It's n- time for fresh faces, fresh start. new changes, fresh starts. You know, you tapped out to Sasha on Sunday, so she's got a title opportunity. I was all about it. I thought it was a good match. Oh, nice for choice. sure. And it was yeah. really cool. Um, well deserved for Sasha. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and Charlotte, I think, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Charlotte looked like she was crying. She seemed. At the end, when she's walking away. Yeah. Well, she seemed upset, you know, in character. But I think 
I want to say that I saw a glimpse of her smiling for Sasha. Like, she was happy for her. And then she quickly was like, oh, wait, no. I'm not supposed to do Um, that. Yeah, I got to be upset. But there was a moment where I was like, yeah, she's she's happy for her. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Another thing I want to sort of put over... um, W even they 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 did a quirky little thing. They usually do these quirky little things that don't ever work. But I'm gonna put over the uh, uh, Truth and Goldust playing Pokemon Go. I thought it, I, was with it. <laughs> I, I don't care about Pokemon. I don't care about Pokemon Go. But I thought it worked. It's a nice way for to get for them to feud, like to give a reason for two teams to feud that aren't in the title picture. Yeah, it gave them a reason to feud, and it was just a quirky little thing. And it's like. The good guys weren't being dicks. They were just sort of oblivious to what... They, like, Truth yeah. wasn't being a dick. He was just oblivious to what he was doing. He's trying to catch the fucking Pokemon. <laughs> he got in their match. Now they got beef. Now these two teams can, fe- can feud without having to be in the title picture. You could have a secondary title feud. I mean, a, a secondary tag feud for no reason. I caught this penguin. No, that's that's the mascot. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I mean, if you're going to do... They do that quirky, like, stuff a lot, but it's it's never as top... They always think they're being more topical than they are, and it's always like a dated thing, but they're actually as topical as they thought they were for once, yeah. like with it with the Pokemon Go stuff. I thought it was a cool little thing to do. I liked it. They didn't wait until like September <clears throat> to do it or something. Right, right. Hey, what's this Pokemon thing I hear about? It's like, wow, they're actually paying attention to topical news <laughs> and Pokemon They're usually Go. so bad at that stuff. Yeah, they're usually very late in that kind of situation. And um, if you're going to do a wacky oh, yeah. thing like that with a team, that's the team to do it's, the wacky thing. It's yeah. hot right now, and they're goofy, <laughs> and they can do that stuff. That's right. Uh, what do you think about like them uh, talking about the Cruiserweight stuff again? That was Oh, it's going to be on Raw, but they didn't give like a date. And I'm telling you they're mm. waiting for the Classic to finish up. After that, I, I, I expect to see it. And that still kind of worries me. Like, are they just going to walk out at the end of the class and be like, hey, by the way, here's contracts to well, everyone. All the, guys, the the rumor is they offered a bunch of those guys contracts. They offered Cedric Alexander. Uh, supposedly, Coda might already be in the bag. Uh, they offered uh, Tozawa, who I think is still employed by. He's still under Dragon Gate contract. There was something I saw where there was like four people they offered contracts. Yeah. There was like the Gnome Dar guy, Tozawa, Cedric, and... There's one more person they offered a contract to that I can't remember. I read uh, online that uh, Zach Ga- Saber Jr. is the other uh, guy. They offered. Gabe uh, was talking about different things, and he was actually saying thank you to Johnny Gargano. So it's act like I think he signed he's, his contract. He's finishing up on the Indies. Yeah, and I think maybe Tommaso also. <clears throat> I saw something where it was like Ibushi. Yeah, he's saying that he has not signed with WWE. Well, they. It's not like official, official, but he worked at NXT taping, so there was like. A lot of thought, speculation. There was a thought that he might be all but in the bag. But supposedly they offered Zack Sabre Jr., who's, who who didn't sign because he's got his for some sort of personal reasons, but supposedly he is willing to sign in the future, but he has something to clear up. They offered Ced- Cedric Alexander, who should fucking sign. He would be stupid not to sign. <laughs> that Gnome Dar guy, and uh, who's the other person? I forget. I, uh, Tozawa, to- I don't know if Tozawa is... I don't know the status of Tozawa's contract with uh, Dragon Gate. I want but, them to sign the Bollywood Boys. But I know, I bet they do. I bet they do come in because um, they need tag teams, and that's they'll get over in the in the tournament, and then they'll just turn it into a tag team thing. I'm pretty sure people will like their <clears throat> like and that'll their help stuff. with their worldwide relations. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean. There was some thought out there that maybe the cruiserweights were going to be all guys that were already on the show, like your Neville's and your Sami Zayn's and your Balor. Like that, maybe Balor was going to be a cruiserweight. Yeah, Balor guy. weighed in one ninety five. Wow. 
But I mean, clearly he's getting like a, a higher push than that. Sure. So put a rocket to his back. Right. Yeah, but is there Going anything? To the moon. What else happened on a roll that I'm not thinking of? Anything? Uh, the, the other, the other uh, fatal four way. Reigns winning right, over right. Uh, Jericho, Sheamus, and and Zayn. Right. Uh, Sunny Boy. What'd you think of Sunny Boy? Well, that's that's uh, no. <laughs> that was a little drawn out. Yeah, no, yeah. The thing to take from that is their bootios is gonna be a real cereal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was talking to my wife about that. I was like, because they said on FYE. FYE. Oh yeah, not around here. It is just not in this area. I looked it up online. You want to know how much a box costs? Thirty bucks. Twenty nine ninety nine. Sixteen ninety nine. Close. Seventeen ninety nine. It's lower. It's like twelve, thirteen dollars. Like the boxes of cereal in the store are like like two to like the six dollars. <throat> yeah. I, I, okay. WWE is a juggernaut company. They're like millionaires, whatever. You think they could have made some it's deal also with... FYE. So they're you, known for like overcharging stuff. You think that WWE could have made some deal it's to novelty have it. cereal though. Yeah. I don't know. They what, what is what do you think the price point for Budia should be? Well, I guess make it higher since it is WWE stuff. Okay, what's okay, how much is the price of a regular box of cereal? I, I haven't eaten cereal in years because Neither. I'm pretty sure I'm like this like tolerant. Five bucks. Make it like seven or eight dollars, I guess. If it's WWE and they want to jack up yeah, the prices, plus shipping and all. But that's that. weird because we don't have an FYE around here, so you have to buy it online, though. Yeah, Kofi just like eating those booties. They're, sh- they're not even going to sell it through the shop. I, I don't know. They sold JR's barbecue sauce through the shop. Why would they do? I the bet cereal? they will. I bet if like store wise, if you want like to buy, it, yeah, check it out online. Yeah. But I think they'll have it on shop.com and. FYE, because when I they said FYE, I was like, that is super strange to me. It's just gonna be just a what a rip off of Lucky Charms. I mean, but it's gonna be cooler, you know. What's your go to cereal? What's my go to cereal? I don't eat cereal anymore, but I used to have Fruity Pebbles, uh, Lucky Charms, uh, Raisin Bran, Frosted Flakes, and Tricks. Mine was always Lucky Charms. Tricks are a little overrated. Tricks are for years. kids, but I used to love them. Unless you're a full-grown oh, adult, and uh, cinnamon kinds. toast crunch. Uh, I like cinnamon toast crunch. I like. I even like. What's the like French toast that they the spinoff that they did? It's like the little breads instead of. Um, oh yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's good. I and I'm liking this new shirt. Yes, yeah, all that. I'm digging that. The new I like Dana uh, Bryan shirt. Fruity Pebbles, like the the fruity. I didn't like the chocolate fruity pebbles. I like both of them. I like fruity and chocolate. There's nothing on uh, on the shop yet as far as uh, Budios, the cereal. Well, type in Budios in like FYE and see how much the price. I think it was like 12 something. Budios. That makes sure you ain't booty. <laughs> uh, $12.99. $12.99. Yeah. That's not too bad. If you're a member, you get that discount, though. Yeah. It's down What's to the 11, toy? 60, That's what I want. What's the toy? They should have a toy, man. <laughs> Do you get a unicorn to go with? A mini or? trombone. I don't know. If you get, if they don't put a toy in there, they then I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still pretty cool. Oh, that you, don't, they, you don't get a toy, but on the back of the box, there's a cutout for nah, the Nah, you got to have a toy, man. Yeah, you got to have a toy. What's the best toy you ever got out of a box of cereal? Shoot, I don't really remember, man. I don't. Man, I have no Do you remember, idea. like, I don't know, I don't know if you guys were like this, but I remember, like, being way into, like, Happy Meal toys and being, like, 
collecting them. Every oh, time, no, a, every time the Hot Wheels rolled in, I'm like, I gotta go to McDonald's. I'm not a Hot Wheels guy. I'm I was. I did the Hot Wheels. I did the Inspector you did Hot Gadget. Too? You guys were into cars. I was. That's all was so weird to me. I, it, to me, it's like, why are kids so into cars? They can't drive or anything. I used to like to play with all my toys, man. Like, yeah, stuff like I, that. Okay, here's what I would do. Uh, a couple, a few of my buddies and I would, uh, they would come over to my house. And I'd get my Hot Wheels, and uh, since my driveway at the time was slanted, we mm-hmm. would we would race them down. We would have we would hold tournaments. Be like, all right, which one do you think is gonna win? So that's that was still. I kinda, it helped pass the time. I, still, I was never into cars. I don't know. Why. I never had car toys. I still wish. Like I still have some. By the way, I still have like the Batmobile Hot Wheels and stuff like that. But like in the package and like. I had a chance when I used to have like a lot, a lot of money, uh, to buy a coworker's collection. He had like a thousand of Hot Wheels, like he used to collect, like in the package still. Nice. And something happened; I couldn't buy it. How much did jealous. he want for him? He wanted to sell it online about like seven or eight hundred dollars, but he was going to sell it to me for four hundred. That's not bad for like a thousand. Nice. Less than a I did not get it though. I, like, I guess. Um, Listeners out there, write in and let us know what your <laughs> what the best ever Happy Meal toy you got and the best ever uh, toy you got out of a uh, box of cereal. I used to be. I'd obs- be interested to know what people's favorites because I, I I thought these were cool at the time because my grandma used to collect Beanie Babies <laughs> and so when they would come in and I was like, oh check out those Beanie Babies. I mean, you wouldn't do nothing, but I was like collecting stuff mm-hmm. and I did the Hot Wheels, the Inspector Gadget. Oh my gosh! Yes, like uh, however long ago it was. Um, when the prequels were still coming out, when Burger King kept getting those fucking Star Wars toys, I'd go there every fucking day. I would go to like all the Burger Kings in the area. I'd go to the one in Nederland, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I'd go to the one down in uh, Port Arthur, and then I'd even go to Beaumont just to try and get them all. Wow. See, I, I, I guess... That's a grown-ass man. <laughs> I guess they did with you, but like, I know my parents would always take me, and also our, I know my grandparents would take me to McDonald's to get certain, you know, oh, we need this toy or whatever. Like, Because I remember like the Looney Tunes... And they had the superhero outfits and stuff. Oh, the one oh, that had like yeah. Bat Duck and like Bugs was Superman. Yes. And wh- who was Wonder Woman? Uh, the pig. Uh, yeah. The, uh, not pig. Uh, the lady pig. Yeah. Who is the lady pig? Forgot her name. I don't know either. Shoot. But that uh, who, was so cool, man. Uh, Taz was the Flash. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. They like snapped on to the, the uh, over. That's something yeah. I need to find. I wish I could find that online. I still have uh, Daffy Duck, but I don't have his costume. Oh. Damn it. See, weird little mashup shit like that is cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I don't know. I totally sidetracked this. I'm sorry. For sure. No, that's good. It's all good. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, so, yeah, Sonny Boy. Kind of uh, he's out. a He's a local wrestler. Or, or I forgot his name or whatever hmm. they said his name. And it's also his friend is too. Yeah, but I that, figured as such. With the whole situation, it makes me feel like, okay, they're going to have a, a feud with the club, and I think the club's going to take the belts off New Day. That's just my feeling about it. Maybe. Time will tell. It was a little flat, but it's easy to forgive something like that when the rest of the show is so... Yeah. Uh, I was so focused stuck. on Bootios being a real serial. I chuckled a bit at Curtis Axel being called uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Is that a real sports thing? Yes. Uh, in the NFL draft, whoever is the last person drafted, that's who they, they give them the nickname Mr. Irrelevant. So Do people like come back from that? Like They were Mr. Irrelevant and then they have like a good... Uh, so that's what they're going to be calling him now. Season or whatever. That's his new title. Maybe. Not that I've really heard of. There hadn't really been anyone standing out. Uh, I don't know. 
But I mean, it was it was good to see Neville again. So we're like sports fans, like, oh, that's a cool reference for him. Maybe I don't know any real sports fans. I, I mean, know. I mean, I know you watch it, but I don't ever talk to you about it. So yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not the biggest into sports. Like, I'll watch it. I have no problem watching it and supporting it. Supporting a team and stuff like that. Yay, but, sports! My team. But the people who are like, "Oh man, he ran a you know eight point six or whatever it is, you know forty yard dash in in high school." I'm like, "Why do you know these things about someone who was in high school who's now like twenty seven in the NFL? Like, you shouldn't know these things." People well, do. Put it to me like this: Did you see people talking about it? Like, that's a cool no. thing. Okay, so no one gave a fuck. He's actually just irrelevant. Well, I just, I didn't, yeah. Uh, no, I just, I happened just not to see any comments about it. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of cool to like. It's a good crossover, at least. I mean, it's sort of like cool to give like a, a guy who was, went so late in the draft that what obviously wasn't a big deal to try to give him a little something to like, to work with, you know? Mm-hmm. Sort of like Slater, like how they gave Slater, <laughs> like his gimmick as, as being the guy that nobody wanted, like, it's better to be that guy than to be someone who was just sort of in the middle that no one gave a fuck about. I was part of the Nexus. I was part of the core. The 3MB, baby. One man bang. One man bang. But seriously, though, it's sort of like more memorable for him to be like the last not picked guy than it would be just for someone who went like in the middle. 17th of the, Yeah, or something. Whatever, something weird like that. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman shaved well, the side of his head. Got his I was hair in a ponytail. I, I, I like the squash match. He, I mean, he just, I like the inverted choke slam. I don't know if that's gonna work with all the people or yeah, whatever, but it, but it'll, uh, it'll be something to get used to. My dad was like, "Poor little guy." <laughs> yeah. Maybe it only works on like geeks or whatever. I don't know if he Dude, can inverted choke that slam. Guy. One, but I, well, you know, it's just not. It's a great opportunity. I'm not gonna pass it up. And and that terrible offspring tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really surprised I interviewed that guy though. Like, yeah. this. like, what are you thinking, man? Um, thoughts on the main event, Balor and uh, and Roman Reigns. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I told my dad, he go, I told him that I was like, Roman's winning this. Roman's yeah. winning. I was like, it, really? After the first two matches, you thought clearly Roman's in the doghouse after he ate that pin at, at Battleground. And yeah, I don't know, man. I just had that feeling, and it. it, it it threw me off when uh, Balor won. I was like, holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah. They're obviously going to back off of him for a bit. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking that they were going to do the whole road to redemption storyline and stuff like that. But I, I still think they're going to do it. I just think yeah. it's not going to be as emphasized because they did the shame on you, Roman. Like, you mm-hmm. really fucked this over. <laughs> you yeah. fucked up. You were supposed to be the face of Raw and you screwed it all up. Like, you screwed up. Seth Rollins is the man and you suck. <laughs> And the crowd dislikes you for that, you cheater, whatever it is. I mean, I, I think we could like unanimously say that Raw was a really good show this week. And oh, yeah, we, for sure. We think they made a lot of positive changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they keep it up? We hope so. <laughs> we hope so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, totally. This week, they get a yes. round of applause. Way to go. Yep, 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 yep. Talk about SmackDown, this shit show. Boom, 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 boom. But no, also, uh, before we get talk more about SmackDown. Um, they had that promo before with uh, Balor talking to um, oh, the good Roman. Luck thing, yeah, good yeah. luck. The only luck I'm Samoan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also inter- they 
talk to Roman after. He's like, "Oh man, I like that dude. He's a really good. He's a really good guy." It's like, no, that was your time to turn heel. That's a really good guy. You know, uh, go back in there and I hope he beats beat Seth Rollins. And after he beats Seth Rollins, hopefully I can fight him for the title. I like that guy. That I respect terrible. that guy. I didn't have a problem with it. That should, that should have been the turning point. Where do you think he's going to go from here? Like, uh, I know he's going to be in the doghouse. Down but for like, a while. Like what? Upper mid card. He ain't going too far. Don't get don't get ahead of yourself. He yeah. ain't going that far down. <laughs> he's just not going to be in the in the main event for right now. Yeah. So Fair enough. Uh, so yeah. So SmackDown, similar opening to uh, to 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 Raw, where they called out particular superstars. It's, going to. It's compete. so funny because at the beginning of Raw, they have all those people like on the. On the ramp, and then like in SmackDown, they're like all like on the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, "There's not as much." That's as. yeah. That's that's your entire roster. That's that's I them. Mean, they yeah. They immediately went to. We are also going to find a contender to fight the champ now that he's brought the title home to, to the Blue Brand. Blue Brand. And immediately as they started calling it, they do a six pack challenge. Is, is it six pack challenge? Six pack challenge. Yeah. They and they as call out five as they're calling out people for this six-pack challenge they are immediately exposed as having a weak-ass roster on SmackDown. They're immediately exposed as not having nearly the talent that Raw has because it got got ugly quick. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, the the remaining competitors uh, in the the Battle Royal. Did you notice that they didn't have American Alpha? They had American Alpha on the apron Yet they weren't involved in the battle royal. Typical and then raw they made shit. A, then they made a video package saying these guys are debuting next week. There's no way in fuck they should have just beat some jobber team like the rest of the right. It, it, the, obviously, the, we're going to get tag belts. I assume for SmackDown too. Obviously, we're going to get there. It's going to be a later focus. No reason why these guys couldn't just squash with, some fucking team with the pop that they got when they were drafted. It was idiotic to keep them off of the first SmackDown. Like that was so stupid. Hey, hey, that's that's typical raw shit. <laughs> it is. I know. So I'm t- I I'm only halfway joking about the conspiracy theory that I think <laughs> Vince. Is, I'm only halfway joking. I'm kind of convinced myself Vince is actually running SmackDown. You can't have a roster and do all that stuff and like say you're going to change and you bring Daniel Bryan in. Everyone's going to ble- believe it, but it's really the same shit and. Is this just some like extravagant way to like bury uh, oh, yes, to bury well, Brian to bring him back and put him on the shit brand? <laughs> you know, um, you know, I'm gonna take over this, but you know, B everyone loves ba- Brian. Let's bring Brian. The B plus player running the B plus show. Here's the thing: with the exception of Dean, who has been treated a little more seriously and won the title and actually beat both of the Raw guys, and AJ, who's been you know a top guy and have been you know doing really well for himself this year, with the exception of those two guys. Everybody else that they tried to, to tell you as a possible main eventer is someone who needs to be fucking rehabbed to be on belief like Dolph Ziggler and Bray Wyatt who need fucking IVs if they need to be rehabbed so fucking badly. That's doesn't make any sense. Why did I say that? I was trying to be like making a weird whatever, but you know, like they're they clearly need to be rehabbed. They're clearly not have not been treated as you know, contenders in such a long time that that when you announce them for this challenge, no one gets excited for it. Raw. They put all the fucking guys that they told you it's not their time yet. Then mm-hmm. Raw came. They're like, "Hey, it's all those guys' time now. We're gonna run yeah. with those guys." And then this they, is your chance to pick up the ball. Yeah, and then on SmackDown, they're just like, "Here's all those guys we sort of like halfway pushed and then pulled back and sort of like fucked around with." And 
Uh, it was well, just we got a, Cena. They did nothing with that. Cena should have been in the match. So that's a good pick. Cena yeah. should be in that what match. What about Del Rio? I know that he hasn't been in the main event. Supposedly he's on his way out. He doesn't like how really? his contract's up later in the year, and supposedly he's going to balance because he didn't like how he's been booked since they brought him back. I don't blame him. I don't either. He's like, I don't I'll either. make just as much money traveling around the world with all these people wanting paying to see sure. him. I wonder if he'll learn his lesson again. Unless they Plus, they, brock it, they broke him up with Paige. They've been all yeah. hot and heavy. They put him on separate brands. They went and got tattoos together. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. Not like matching tattoos or anything like that, but they went together to a tattoo parlor. She got one that said Poppy, I think. Poppy. Uh, Corbin's a guy who needs to be built to the spot that they're trying to tell you he's in. Uh, Apollo is the one guy they're like, oh, here's the guy we're rolling the dice on. And everyone else is a rehab project. Dolph Ziggler needs to be rehab beyond belief. Bray Wyatt needs to be rehab beyond belief. Cena is a guy who should have been there, yes. AJ is a guy who should have been there, yes. But that's where it fucking stops. And that's where you've got Dean, you've got AJ, you got Cena, and then you fall off the fucking cliff for credible main event, guys. Or no one. You fall Even off the or- fucking cliff <laughs> for credible main event, guys. Well, Orton's going to be focused on, on You fall mm. off the fucking cliff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's another problem. Why the fuck is Orton beating Miz clean? You don't need to bury your fucking champ. That's because okay. he has to be a viable challenger for Brock Lesnar. The okay. He could be any the of those conqueror. other geeks sitting on the side of the ring. I don't know if you yeah. know this, too. This is also the brand they're bringing old members. Old, yes. uh, yeah, Shelton yes. Benjamin, Rhino. I'm sure Kurt Hawkins ain't fucking far behind. Jinder Mahal. Mahal. Tommy Dreamer, if he gets it done. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, like, yeah, don't tell me that's like, that's more fuel to the fire of my conspiracy theory. Like, Vince is bringing it back. Ah, we're short. Let's bring all these guys back who were kind of stars. Ah, come on. That was Dolph Ziggler has traded wins back and forth with Baron Corbin for the past six months. Why is he now your, your contender for your... Because I guess they feel like, oh, uh, he hasn't got that fair shake. He want him to be the main man in the main event, you know, not uh, a person who will go to the main event and get knocked down easily. We want him to be in the main event and stay in the main event. And people love Dolph Ziggler, so we're going to give the people Dolph Ziggler. Uh, nobody loves Dolph Ziggler anymore. The ship on Dolph Ziggler sailed years ago. Years ago, they could have done something with the guy. But now he's going heel again. I don't think I didn't get that vibe. In a uh, what was it? It was like a pre-show video or WWE.com exclusive or something. He's making it seem like he's going to be see turning the, here. See shortly. the videos they did for the uh, um the real like stylized ones where they were like black backgrounds. Did you notice yeah. those? Mm-hmm. That I thought it was cool. It, was, like, it looked like they were trying something different with like camera angles, like during the battle royal and those vi- those promos with like the. They were trying a couple of different things with how they're shooting the show, but it doesn't matter how you shoot the show if the show itself is so fucking stupid. The way that they shot SmackDown with that floating cam that's always in movement, uh-huh. that that throws me back to the bad days of NXT. Yeah. Like when it was on the sci-fi channel and all that, that was the type of oh, camera when it was angle the that challenges. they used. Yeah, that was the angle camera that they used for that. So when I see that, that we it just makes me flat. No, don't sing young. that. Stop singing that. It just gives me bad flashbacks. And we have just <laughs> <begun>. <laughs> So anyways, bad memories. 
Is that the right second? Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna play that song after uh, we get off. Yeah. If I can, that's a ringback tone. So every time you call me, God, don't you dare. So, what do you think about the ladies coming out and doing their five seconds of mic time? And even Marie coming out and blowing a kiss. It felt exactly what you think they would have done on Raw. <laughs> I mean, I'm ser- it sounds like we're doing a bit, but I don't know how else to describe it. Okay, well. You know what I mean? We're yeah, not, no, yeah. We're, we're kind of doing a bit, but the bit is that it's like rooted in the truth. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's kind of how they would have introduced all these new people on Raw. Okay, so I, I missed a lot of epi- episodes with NXT. Is that how Carmella is? Kind like of. She, she, she seems a little weird. She had was, a little bit of a pause. It was weird, but like how she was talking, how she—I know she has that, you know, how she a little swagger to her. Yeah, but she it sounds a little how weird. She is. I don't know. With the, sh- the thing she did when she came out is what she does when she's on her own. Oh, with, really? With, without Enzo and Kevin. Yeah. But it seemed like she was very nervous because sure. there seemed to be like a pause. Because whenever she comes out, normal normally she comes out and does it. She has a lot more confidence. I'll tell you what, I thought Alexa Bliss looked fine like she was at home. Yeah. I, I really she, thought it was just going to be between... Okay, who was the first person out? That was Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Then Naomi. I really thought, because it, it was what? It was... Um, <clears throat> Alexa Bliss. Then Naomi. Becky. Then yeah, Carmella. Becky was out there, and that's when Alexa Bliss. Right. I really thought it was going to be something between well, Becky just Becky the match, and Alexa. All the rest of them. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be something... Oh, that's a new feud for Becky. I was like, okay, cool. That's something yeah. that in there, and... Then Naomi comes out to interrupt, and then Carmella comes out to interrupt, and Eva Marie walks out. Yes. Naomi's back. She is. So we get to see the ass to mouth. Oh, my God. Let it go. I should have never mentioned that to you. <laughs> so uh, I'll never yeah, let that go. I think it's a go. big mistake to omit showing American Alpha on the first show. Yes. They did some interesting things with production, but it seemed book- booked like a standard role. I, yeah, I was disappointed. I was like, because like I said, I, I said to my dad, I was like, that's typical bullshit right there. <laughs> I was like, that's like the hottest thing they signed to SmackDown was yeah. those that. And guess what? You get to see him next week. See him next week. Come back next oh, week. Oh man, watch come on now. Uh, one of the one of the things I'll give him the thumbs up on. I thought the Heath Slater thing was like a, a positive. Yeah. Uh, it's w- something that seems to be coming out of the draft is them letting Zack Ryder and Heath Slater, which were the resident job guys, like be have a chance to shine. Yeah. Because so, they, they were job guys, but they had cachet, so they they're just like running. Well, at least these guys have some cachet, and we'll like let them try to be stars. So is it he's just gonna keep on bugging SmackDown? You think he's gonna go to Raw? I'm like, hey Stephanie. I think that's know? what he should have done the first night. Like, I think he's gonna be on the SmackDown. Yeah, more than likely. Oh, Rhino, Rhino gored me. I want to fight him. You know, put mm-hmm. me on. Uh, we kind of said whatever, but Shelton Benjamin did get a video package. Like he's coming soon. I think that was a nice good. surprise. Yeah, like he's a talented guy. I'm yeah. curious as to what they're actually going to do with him, though. Yeah, my my thing is like, uh, I mean, I, I'm not excited about it. Shelton Benjamin versus Apollo Cruz. He's going to put Apollo Cruz over. I mean, there's no reason to bring any of those guys back unless they're going to put new people over. Mm-hmm. But I mean, my thing is, it's hard to get excited about bringing any of those guys back because it feels like a, they balked on the promise of like hot newness. You know what I mean? It's like, they're like, we are going to do fresh new shit. And then yeah. hot nudeness. Yeah. Newness. I don't know. <laughs> I thought SmackDown was a shit show. I thought Raw was pretty lit. 
lit. That's what the kids say, right? It's lit. I think so. Very, That's a band. Very much lit. Um, and then Ziggler won the six-pack challenge, so number one contender. There you go. Setting up for SummerSlam. SummerSlam. You got... Okay, if someone had come to you earlier this year and said, all right, here's your SummerSlam card. Dean Ambrose, WWE champion, going up against Dolph Ziggler. I would say, sounds lame. Why yeah. is Ziggler in there? You've got Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins to determine who's going to be the WWE Universal champion. I would say, sounds like it could be good. You've got Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. I'd be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> could pass on that one. Possibly... Cena versus Styles. I'm down for that. Yeah. And then I guess you'd go Sasha and Charlotte in the rematch. Which if they give if they're given time like they were on Raw. They had a good ma- I mean, you can't deny them that a good match on Raw. Yeah. I'm I've been very like critical of Charlotte, but they delivered. I mean, that's yeah. what it is. So they bring out they bring out the best in one another. That's that's for damn sure. So something sure. definitely looking forward to. You're listening to a special interview segment for the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. Okay, folks, joining us on the show this week, the one and only Tommy Dreamer. Tommy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming on. You're getting ready for the Icons of Wrestling and Comic Book Collector Fest that's going to be followed by the House of Hardcore on Saturday, August 6th at the Pasadena Convention Center, 7902 Fairmont Parkway in Pasadena. Doors are going to be opening at 11 a.m. It's going to be an all-day event with a portion of the proceeds benefiting Bustin' for Autism. Tickets are available right now at thecollectorfest.com and houseofhardcore.net, not com. I tested that out. And you do not want to go to HouseOfHardcore.com. With the featured stars, Mickey James, MVP, Billy Gunn, Carlito, The Sandman, Vicky Guerrero, and of course, Tommy Dreamer. So Tommy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for again for having me. And yes, I'm looking forward to coming down to Pasadena, you know. Uh, I've wrestled there before, as well as, you know, right next door in Houston. Uh, It's been a great wrestling town, because once you get past the D.C. area, it becomes wrestling, and uh, I love it. And, you know, some great hardcore fans there, and plus uh, trying to uh, raise some money for uh, autism, so going to be a, a great night of action absolutely and speaking of you did you did say you'd wrestle in pasadena we were actually at that show last year and we saw you perform against lance hoyt in the main event and this, this is kind of a personal story i'm really glad that i get to talk to you about this because you originally weren't scheduled to compete that night but due to uh, scheduling conflicts or whatever reason the uh, the main event was not able to happen and you stepped up you performed to make sure the crowd went home happy and you know just from a personal standpoint i just want to say thank you for going out there and doing that i know a lot of uh, wrestlers might not necessarily want to perform on a on a night off or something like that, but you stepped up and and you delivered one heck of a show for the fans, and I just wanted to say thank you for that. Uh, no problem, absolutely, and that was a uh, it was a fun night, uh, and you know it helped uh, raise money then. And uh, besides, that was actually the last time I ever took a choke slam because after that uh, match, I actually started feeling a lot of pain and said, uh, you know, I gotta get rid of taking choke slams because. <laughs> My wrestler bump card, once I start feeling pain, I got to get rid of that move. And the only other time I took it was when I returned to WWE and I was doing tables matches with the Wyatts. And unfortunately, I had to go through, uh, take a double Wyatt choke slam through a table. But uh, oddly, it didn't hurt as much as Lance Hoyt's uh, choke slam. <laughs> well, uh, I've listened to a, a few interviews with you in the past, and you say that when, once you set your mind to, I'm not taking this move again, you, you stick to it. 
Well, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't want to be in pain in my life. I've been wrestling 26 years, and I have broken my neck. I have broken my back. I've had a, a litany of injuries, but yet I've not had one surgery yet. So I'm going to uh, keep on going as long as I uh, can keep up that streak. And uh, I remember after that, man, I was messed up for a little bit. And then I was just like, you know what, I can't do it anymore. But then, uh, you know, WWE said, uh, hey, can you take one more? I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And if it hurts, I'll... Uh, I went through a table, so for some reason the table braced the fall or didn't hurt as much, so I was like, I will no longer still take a choke slam, but I'll take one through a table. How ridiculous of a statement is that? <laughs> and if the price is right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot put a price on your health. It was just, uh, you know, uh, I thought the table might have been different, and mm. it kind of was, or just a good night or whatever, but it's kind of like when you take a choke slam, was that whiplashing? you know, motion, and it was funny, someone uh, recorded it, and I saw it on YouTube, I was like, yep, that'll, uh, you know, that almost ended my career, so they all, every uh, wrestler says you have a bump card, and once that bump card gets full, you can't take them anymore, so uh, I just took, uh, make sure I don't have to fill out my entire bump card, just still be uh, chokes on one. Absolutely. Uh, and like I said, House of Hardcore coming down to Pasadena. It's going to be a great show. This is actually the first time that the House of Hardcore is going to be in Texas. So really cool that we're going to get to be a part of it. And it's going to be one heck of a show. What inspired you to create House of Hardcore? Uh, oof, uh, litany of things. Uh, always wanted to do it. You know, I guess it was a natural progression for myself and, you know, doing all the behind the scenes and the original ECW. And then uh, in WWE, after uh, I was wrestling there, I went in the office for a little bit, and I was uh, the guy who hired a lot of uh, men and women, and uh, I ran the developmental system, which is now NXT, and uh, that's kind of where it, I guess, all came from, and, you know, it was just a, I, I love wrestling, I have since I was nine years old, and then uh, caught me on a weekend where it was just so full of, uh, full of no more politics, and all the stuff that goes on in wrestling. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And it worked out. And hence my slogan is no politics, no BS, just wrestling. And uh, I just said I would do one if it was successful. And now we're up at uh, House of Hardcore 16 in Pasadena. So it's uh, been going good for me. Very good. And, uh, you know, like you mentioned, you've worked for ECW, WWE, TNA, uh, both in the ring and behind the scenes. And uh, a lot of questions that I got were directed towards this. If you could describe maybe some of the similarities and differences between each of the companies uh, backstage. Easy. Uh, one, ECW, we're all kind of garnered towards the company. And, you know, we're all willing to do whatever it took to take us to the next level. We were, you know, living and dying by each and every show. And uh, we also, the biggest difference is we had a creative freedom. And that was huge for a lot of us, and uh, especially me. And uh, in WWE, it's pretty much a grind. Uh, it's everybody kind of going out there for their own, you know, and yes, it is for the sake of the show, but everyone's going out there for, you know, their own personal gains and glory. And, uh, you know, there's always another show there. WWE is a huge, huge, you know, machine. And it was kind of just getting that groove of wake up, you know, get on a plane, drive, wrestle, 
and you turn around, you're 10 years doing it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're there, when it's a little bit different when I was there, it was, uh, what, almost 300 days in the, uh, a year I was wrestling. So uh, a big difference between being that and a, a weekend warrior pretty much when we're in ECW. But the paychecks were uh, fabulous. So you kind of do that and you sacrifice a lot for that. So it kind of balances it out. Aside from the paycheck, you know, you, you've wrestled just about every kind of match there is. What what drives you to keep going, to keep performing? As you, know, as you transition from fan to performer, what keeps you going? Yeah, I, I want to keep doing this. Uh, the love. If you don't have passion for this business, then you can't be in it uh, for me. I mean, I like to say I wrestle for free because I have. You know, that was a lot of my entire ECW career. And, uh, you know, uh, I wrestled at Madison Square Garden where I've grown up watching wrestling. And, uh, you know, there's there's people who don't get in this. Uh, you have to you have to love it just because if not, it's not worth it for your body. It's, it's not worth it for your psyche. For me, the drive was just always... To go out there, I'm living my dream. I'm still living my dream at 45 years old. And uh, as well as when I, I say it jokingly, but I wish I could be Tommy Dreamer 24-7 because when I go out through that curtain, I see people's reactions. And as well as at times, I, I feel absolutely no pain when I'm performing. And, you know, it's it's real-life uh, comic book, and I'm I'm playing a really cool character. But uh, uh, just there, there's nothing like it when you walk through that uh, that curtain. And again, you know, especially like for the charity, you don't realize how many lives you have touched when you're out there performing. But you know, being on the independence and doing what I what I've been doing in my own company, like when you have these meet and greets, you get to talk to people and meet people. And I've had some amazing stories where people have just told me how I influence them and you know here I am thinking I'm just this big dumb wrestler but then they're telling me how I give them the strength to carry on on, on different things or different points of their lives and it's I've gotten to see my life's uh, work to come come to fruition you speak of fans coming up to you telling you what you mean to them uh, I did want to get your opinion on uh, on a touching subject that happened not too long ago uh the passing of balls mahoney we actually had him on uh back in i believe 2011 he was the very second guest that we had ever had on our show and uh you know we were devastated i, I can't imagine what you and, and his friends uh were feeling i just wanted to get your thoughts on the passing of balls mahoney oh it means horrible it's uh john was a, a hell of a nice person and i said it we did a tribute out the House of Hardcore show in Philadelphia where we said he was a crazy man, but he was our crazy man. And uh, he was, a few guys, you know, I'd spoken to him. You, uh, he was a character. And, you know, it, it's, besides that, uh, the best thing I want to say about him was his love for his son. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the saddest part now is his son, you know, grows up without a father. Absolutely. And, uh, but, you know, it, it's it, how I, I don't mourn people's death. I celebrate their life and, you know, if anyone listens out there, go and watch, you know, Balls Mahoney versus Rob Van Dam from ECW or Balls Mahoney and Spike Dudley versus the Dudleys and celebrate his life and, and enjoy whatever enjoyment he gave you. 
Very good. At at what point in your career did you happen to notice that you had become the veteran that people wanted to come up and ask advice from as opposed to being the one asking for advice? Um, and I still ask for advice. Uh, you know, it's funny, on an independent show, I came back and uh, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart was there, and I asked him, you know, and he was like, man, that was a great match. I was like, oh, anything that you uh, you uh, saw you didn't like? And he was like, no, man, you had people and stuff, and, and as well as... Uh, Couple uh, about a month ago, I had to uh, call my mentor. I went and called the Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo. I called Terry Funk to ask him some uh, piece of advice, and uh, he's still amazing. He's actually headed to uh, Japan uh, next week to go wrestle at <laughs> seventy, and wow. I'm using him on my own shows in uh, September at the ECW Arena. Uh, so it's just you know I never will stop learning. But for me, I guess it started turning you know at an early age because I was doing it in ECW and, you know, giving guys critiques. And uh, it's funny. I remember speaking with Chris Jericho and he tells me the first time he ever came into ECW, I pulled him aside and we're the same age and he was just getting into ECW and I told him something and he was like, man, that's, he was like, that was the first thing you really ever said to me. He goes, and it still held true. So thank you. And I was like, cool, man, you've had a much bigger career than me. And <laughs> thank you for, uh, not saying, you know, go screw yourself. Very nice. And I'm glad that you brought up Terry Funk because I was going to ask you, how how in the world are you going to have a show in Texas and not have Terry Funk? But I guess we'll let it slide with him going off to Japan. He was booked. He was booked. Trust me. I, I wanted to do it. I actually wanted to do two shows in uh, Texas and go to Amarillo, but he was uh, booked. So I said, I can't not do a wrestling show in Amarillo and not have Terry Funk about. So maybe next year we're working towards getting my own television. And so once that happens, then many, many more doors open for you. Very cool. Um, I know you're a big wrestling fan. You know, that's one of the aspects of, of your career that not only are you a performer, but you're also a fan. Are you keeping up with the current product? Do you, I mean, do you take time to, uh, to watch Raw and SmackDown and NXT and Lucha and all that? Absolutely. I watch everything. Very cool. Well, with the return of you know Rhino and Shelton Benjamin to the WWE, I've got to ask: Do you think we'll be seeing Tommy Dreamer step back inside the WWE ring? Uh, they have been uh, been talking with them a lot. They wanted me to come back, <clears throat> and uh, I basically just said, "I have so many commitments with House of Hardcore. I would love to come back. I would love to help." Kind of what I did the last time when I went back. I just can't sign a contract right now. So if uh, that goes all. Well, I was playing, I can't give up on my own company. I can't give up on my own dreams. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ever be competition with WWE. I just want to show an alternative product. So if that happens, cool. I mean, I look at House of Hardcore and half the people that I've used or gave breaks to, they're all now in WWE or NXT. <laughs> so I love being that for them. And, you know, Rhino, Rhino's worked for me on almost all my shows. And uh, for him to be able to go back and go to WWE, I'm still going to use him. I got him in September, and then I, I'm going to finish him up in October. And then, you know, he's full-blown with WWE. It's just, you never know. But for me, I can't give up on my own company, my own dream. Absolutely. Similar to uh, Booker T there in Houston. And Booker T and uh, some of his guys are actually going to be at House of Hardcore as well. Yes. You know, as soon as uh, I, I got the, I'm headed down to, you know, Texas, and, and Pasadena, he was the first person I called. I said, hey, man, also, also out of respect. You know, I know he, mm-hmm. he does stuff. And I said, hey, you know, would you like to 
be involved in this. I'll, you know, put your guys to work. And he, of course, him and I have been friends for a long time. And it was like absolutely a dream. And he's been an absolute pleasure. And when you talk my motto, no politics, no BS, just wrestling, that's exactly what him and I did. I was like, hey, I want to do this match. And, you know, tell me what guys you have. And I know his guys uh, are trained the right way. And he told me this, this, and this. And I was like, cool, let's do this. this, this. And we were, we've been clicking on, on the same page for everything. So, you know, and he also helps his company, helps my company. And bottom line, go out there, raise money for autism. And that's what uh, we want to do. It's a great cause, and it's going to be a great show. Looking forward to House of Hardcore. Um, when you finally decide to call it a career in the ring, what's going to be next for you? Are you going to, are you going to mostly focus solely behind the scenes, or, or are you going to decide to walk away from the business? I don't think I could ever, ever walk away from wrestling. Um, either by, hopefully behind the scenes of House of Hardcore or, I don't know, writing movies or being a crazy actor <laughs> on television like Terry Funk and Roadhouse <laughs> and uh, something like that. Very cool. We have one more question for you, uh, Tommy Dreamer. We always like to ask our guests if they have any crazy on-the-road stories or any kind of crazy situations that they'd ever been been on. Just wondering if you could possibly share one with us. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> hi, ECW. <laughs> um, I don't know how many I can... I have a million and one stories. I don't know how many I can tell. As many as you'd like. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Uh, oof. Man, I have so many. Uh, i trying to think of one with Balls Mahoney because I actually, I used to travel with uh, him. And uh, in both the original ECW and WWE's ECW. Um Okay, let me try to think. All right, Paul's Mahoney uh, is in, we're in Atlanta, Georgia. Actually, you know what? I'll backtrack. We'll talk Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I can tell you Paul's Mahoney stories for an entire hour of a show. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania uh, fan starts jawjacking with uh, balls in the Eaton Park and he strikes balls. Balls drops the guy, leaves him right away, and they call the police. <laughs> balls is handcuffed on the curb, and I like to explain to you, Balls would also not only usually have a bloody, scarred-up forehead with just white tape uh, that would block him from bleeding all over people in restaurants. He was wearing uh, shorts. He was probably about 320 pounds, and he was wearing his own T-shirt, that was cut all the way down on the sides. And uh, so he's sitting on the curb. His defense attorney is Little Guido. And they, of course, call me because I was kind of like the fixer or the cleaner up of things in the you know ECW. So Balls Mahoney's excuse for not going to jail, and he says this to the police officer, and I will have to digress a little bit further his defense, was, please don't arrest me. Paul is putting the straps on me and Axel, and we're the focal point of the next few weeks of television. <laughs> and the police officer looked at him, and then the police officer uncuffed him, and he let us all go. <laughs> so now, if you basically go back, your defense is, please don't arrest me. 
Paul, who is Paul, is putting the straps, what is a strap, on me and Axel, who is Axel, <laughs> and we're the focal point of television. What the hell is a focal point of television? <laughs> and he let him go. So uh, you really want to study the craziness, what I used to call every day is my weekend. That was something. And I was like, Armin, thanks. See you later. So there you have it. It's just one little story. <laughs> That's great. We would love to. <laughs> Would love to spend just like hours upon hours hearing all kinds of uh, of stories from you, but I'm sure you're uh, very busy getting ready for the House of Hardcore. It's getting ready to be taking place Saturday, August 6th at the Pasadena Convention Center, 7902 Fairmont. Fairmont Parkway in Pasadena. It's also going to be in conjunction with the Icons of Wrestling and Comic Book, comic book Collector Fest, and all and a portion of the proceeds are going to benefit Bustin for Autism. Doors are going to be opening at 11 a.m. and it's going to be an all-day event. It's going to be a great time. Tickets are available at thecollectorfest.com and houseofhardcore.net with featured stars Mickey James, MVP, Billy Gunn, Carlito, The Sandman, Vicky Guerrero, and of course Tommy Dreamer. Tommy, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And I got some few surprises. House of Hardcore is known for some of their surprises. So I got a few surprises up my sleeve as well. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. And we look forward to seeing you in Pasadena. Likewise. Thank you for having me. And thank you for promoting it. Oh, anytime. Have a good one. See ya. Very cool to have Tommy Dreamer on the show. Moving into some hot topics Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast returning August 8th. Special guest, Dean Ambrose. So. I hope I enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed the AJ Styles one, like yeah. majorly. It was a it was a nice. Uh, it, I think what it was is the sort of taboo that they were mentioning TNA and Dixie Carter and all these other people is like, whoa, should they be saying that? And, and they well, I mean, you know, they made a deal because they showed pictures of TNA. Yeah, so. yeah. So you guys want you guys catch the Cruiserweight Classic this past week? I did, and. I want to say I made a mention of it, and one of the matches was, like, crazy. The Tizal-Kenneth Johnson match was pretty good. Yeah. And that Kenneth Johnson guy. So it was good. A lot of people, I thought I read online that that wasn't a good one. I think it may be the next round is, like, the stinker, supposedly, whatever. That Kenneth Johnson guy, okay, he was clearly outclassed. Tizal is clearly better than him in every way. But he looked like a limited, he... Fucking, he tried so hard. He just like stuck. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He was outclassed, but he just hung the fuck in there. Yeah. And I gained like someone who I didn't know before, but I have a respect for now. And he's clearly not on Tozawa's level. He's clearly one of the guys who's a little bit less polished, but I just have a respect for him because he just looked like he was working his fucking ass off to hang in there with Tozawa, who's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no shame in the game. And plus, I think I heard they said that. He's a guy who had a tryout before, has a speech impediment. They said, hey, man, you got to get this under control. If you're going to be a guy, you got to be able to talk. And he went out there, took all those classes and stuff yeah. to like work through his impediment. I remember them Came back, that. now he's kicking ass on the classic, nice. whatever. But much respect to Ken Johnson, who I didn't know before this at all. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was, they had a really good match. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a fun show as usual. We're usually. checking out. TJP had a, had a cool match. I saw NXT, I think. As well, I watched it, but I don't remember what happened. Yeah, it's been a whole week, but uh, I did watch uh, Ultima Lucha. Uh, I did not last night, um, and that pretty was pretty good. good. Yeah, the Rey Mysterio and uh, Prince Puma. Puma match was really good. Is this the final night of it? Yeah, it was. I was showing a bit. Like, are they? 
are they on for another season when they start filming it? Because when is Del they've Rio's already, gone? They've already filmed, they've already filmed uh, season three. Watch like Del Rio be like four or five. He'll come back to that. Well, there's talks that season four will be again September, I think. Not too far away. So something to look for. I think September, I think they're coming back to season three in September. Oh. Like they're gonna start airing again in September. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. It's like a shorter break between seasons this time. Good, good. So uh other final bit of hot topic news we have involves uh two K seventeen. I know Tyler is very excited about that. Some characters being announced. Shane, Stephanie, and Vince McMahon. I also have some more information. All too. right. Uh, starting next Tuesday, they're going to do the um, the reveal. You know how they do reveal characters mm-hmm. each week? So starting on IGN next week, Tuesday, they're going to start revealing little by little. Awesome. So Heck yeah, man. I already got, my, I got 20 bucks down on NXT edition. Making progress. And what I read online is that uh, the only way to get the, those characters off the bat, um, Nia Jax, Apollo Crews, and Shinsuke, you have to ha- get that um, NXT pack, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a while before they put those DLC characters online for you to buy them. So Good to know. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Anything else to add, guys? Not really. All right. Well, it looks like that's going to do it for us this week. Make sure to submit your questions. On our YouTube channel, WNS Video, also our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. You can check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. And subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can find me everywhere. That's right. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, at WNS Podcast, at WNS underscore Daniel, and at Tyler underscore Abear on Also, Twitter. don't... Pokemon Go and Drive. That is correct. A public service announcement from Tyler. Don't call me a Barry Bear. Uh, special thanks to Tommy Dreamer for coming on the show this week. We certainly appreciate it. Be on the lookout for more coverage for the uh, Busting for Autism show, House of Hardcore, oh, man, Icons of Wrestling. Blast, dude. It's going to be a great time. So uh, we're looking forward to it. We're going, Like I said, we're going to be out there. So if you're planning on coming to the show, be on the lookout for us. We'll be we'll be out there. So for the podcast crew, I am Dane O'Haran. I'm a Bear. I'm still the Demogorgon. And we will catch you all next week.